Hey, I'm Chris. And I'm Dakota. You've spent your week with your head in the clouds, and now it's time for us to bring you <gasps> down, down to Nerd. Hey, we both went low that time. Yeah, it's, it's, we've, we've always had that good mind link. Yeah, definitely. It's a good, good pairing. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's episode of Down to Nerd. I'm Chris and am joined with uh, my esteemed colleague and co-host, Mr. Dakota Bick. How are you, Dakota? Oh, I am good. Uh, I'm heated up for this topic. Uh, definitely. We were just discussing what we are going to share with all of you guys this week. And uh, I, I think we've got our... Uh, as it would be with uh, Grandpa Simpson and the Simpsons, old man yells at Cloud. Uh, you're right. definitely uh, going to, you know, feel us uh, channeling that today uh, with one company in mind, uh, and that is Netflix. Uh, how are they making you feel now with the recent news, Dakota? Why don't you tell the good people what's been going on? Oh, man, they're making me real sad. Uh, so Netflix um, has uh, recently announced that it's going to be. Uh, participating at a price hike. So they're going to be changing the tiers. So the basic tier, that $7.99, everybody loves it. That's what they always advertised is going up to uh, $8.99. The tier that I'm currently at, uh, which is $10.99, is going up to uh, $12.99. And then the tip-top tier, um, that's for your 4K content. I think it's four screens. Um, And then uh, that one's going to go up from four. $13.99 Thirteen ninety nine to fifteen ninety nine, so quite a bit bump, and then a lot of the news articles that we were seeing was like we're looking at uh, the percent increase, and this is one of the highest percentage increases that Netflix has um, come about um, ever, really, when you compare to their other price hikes. And this is always in you know to fund more content, to push more content, to make more videos and. Uh, or TV shows and movies and all the Netflix original stuff because it's we've I believe we've talked about it before but it's cheaper to have a Netflix original than it is to pay all these licensings as as we were just talking about a little bit before they're paying a pretty penny to host Friends in the Office because those are their most their most watched and frequented shows. Uh, you're absolutely right, Dakota, and I believe the number uh, that we got recently on Friends to make sure that was renewed was $100 million, <clears throat> which, uh, I mean, even for a company, you know, with a valuation of over $100 billion is uh, just crazy. I, you know, it's not new content. You're literally just trying to get the licensing to maintain that old content. Uh, but that all really adds up in a big way to the end user, and uh Honestly, the first thing that came through my mind when I found out this news is uh, 2019, uh, I really think, is going to be the year where uh, we've already had a lot of selections for streaming services and streaming content, but it's about to get, like, tablets. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like, you know, if you want to buy a tablet and you go into the store in this day and age, uh, there's just dozens upon dozens, if not hundreds of models and SKUs to choose from. Uh, I largely find that that's where uh, streaming services are going to come from. And uh, so you've got things coming down the pipeline like uh, Disney Plus. Uh, You have 
uh, Apple, uh, who we don't really know how they're going to integrate their service yet, but they're already creating tons of original content, which is in the pipeline. Uh, I've seen studios like NBC, uh, Fox are all thinking about launching their own individualized streaming services. Heck, even as a fan of Detroit sports, we recently received a notification uh, that for, uh, I believe, Red Wings and Pistons content uh, that uh, they've been working with Fox Sports Detroit, but they plan on launching their own dedicated streaming service. Obviously, there are plenty of other sports teams, uh, you know, who can follow suit. Uh, it just, I think it's going to become overwhelming. A lot of these with that 2019, early 2020 pipeline, how does Netflix fit into all of this, you know, by raising their prices? Right, exactly. And and if they're raising their prices, I mean, we just had the discussion in our group chat. It's like, at what point is it too expensive to keep maintaining that subscription? Because I, like we were talking about it before, I'm like, man, like, man, if they're going to jump it up $2 extra a month, like, I don't know if I use Netflix that much to justify it. And just today, I'm watching Monty Python and the Holy Grail just to use my Netflix subscription. Like I'm not really like I I've never seen it and I'm like, Oh, cool. But like I probably could have went to the library or like found it in some other like collection or just bought it off of Amazon for like a dollar and have it shipped to me, you know, especially with those old classics like that. So it's like, you know, if I'm spending, you know, starting to creep up there, 15, $18 a month just for Netflix, you know, with taxes, depending on where you live, uh, are you really getting that value any more out of it? Well, and I really think where they're putting their uh, eggs in a basket <clears throat> is with their original content. Sure, you know, we see those big numbers like with Friends and the $100 million investment to keep that content. Uh, but obviously, like what you were saying, where it's cheaper uh, to, dare I say, manufacture that original content to keep you going there. Uh, I feel like that's really what they're going to have to make you stay there for. Uh, you know, looking at other streaming services, I, I would say the two other popular ones I hear of the most uh, are Hulu and uh, Prime Video. Uh, I was really surprised uh, as someone who I I would say uses Netflix is usually my first destination where I want to check for something for a streaming service. But recently I did a little bit of a flip I was going through prime video and I was like, Oh my gosh, there are so many of the same movies that I thought Netflix just had like the exclusive rights to that I could watch right here. Uh, I think one of them, Oh, I don't remember which transformers it was other than it has Mark Wahlberg in it, but I like, no way, oh, it's, that's uh, on both I, of these I, two. I, I just, yeah, I just added that. It's called The Last Night, and I just wanted to see it because I already have a Prime subscription, so I was like, oh, I might as well check it out. Yeah, it's Transformers The Last Night. The Last Night. All right, fair enough. Yeah, all right, movie, but nonetheless, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, uh, it's just I, – I just can't believe – you know what I mean? These studios are really pushing their content everywhere, and I mean one of the biggest things with Prime is I, <clears throat> I pay for a Prime subscription uh, literally – primarily to get my stuff in two days because, you know, I'm impatient like that. So, you know, anything that comes along with that is nothing more than an added bonus to me. And seeing how much content they have, it makes me really consider, you know, what are those deal breakers, you know, as far as original content go on Netflix. I know I've watched quite a few. Uh, recently, I saw uh, Maniac. Uh, I don't know if you saw that. That had Jonah Hill and... Uh, uh, Emma Stone and it has it's all right I mean it's pretty good but mm -hmm. uh, you know you're 
Deacons and stuff like that or the Haunting of Hill House. It's they do have a few things where really they can create a space almost they they own that original content, but they've definitely had luck going viral. I'm sure you've had to hear of something like uh have you heard of Birchbox, uh the movie with uh oh what's it Julia Roberts in it? Birchbox or bird box? Bird box, sorry. <laughs> bird box. I'm like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah, we, yeah, we we Kylie and I watched that and it was okay. I thought it was I thought it was good, but I don't I don't know if it was as good as the hype, but again, as a Netflix original, like my expectations are different. I don't know if you feel that way. Like if there's ever an original, like a Hulu original or Amazon original, or, you know, now Netflix, you know, there's really pushing their original content. I've got different expectations for that rather than stuff that they're licensing and stuff that they're, you know, pulling from other uh, distributors. Oh, definitely. Um, I mean, I find it to be kind of where I expect it is it's either going to be hit or miss for me because they have I mean they've had some home runs Uh, as far as bird box goes uh, honestly it was not for me I didn't care for it but something like stranger things oh my gosh that's amazing original content and it makes it kind of hard you know to know that if I close my Netflix subscription I'm not going to have it but you know with these price hikes it it does make that justification more and more difficult to hold on to now let me let me throw it a uh, a caveat at you. You can purchase. Uh, I believe you can purchase Stranger Things. I was at Best Buy and I thought you could purchase Stranger Things Volume One right at Best Buy in the DVD aisle. I thought you could purchase Daredevil Season One and Two. Like I, I I'm pretty sure I've seen those. I'll have to off the fact check myself here. But like, what's to say you just don't buy those on DVD? You know. A, a, a couple months after they come out for 20 bucks. But, you know, now with, uh, you know, with the price hikes, like we're going to be spending, you know, upwards of almost $200 a year to have that Netflix subscription, but you can just purchase and own the, the content for much less than that. I'll tell you, I'm taking a look here real quick. And to answer your, uh, this is really backtracking a little bit, but uh, about $6.70 would get you uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Oh, <laughs> but, yes. <laughs> um, uh, but looking at some of these collector's editions, uh, <clears throat> like DVD of Stranger Things, I mean, you're right. It's it's $30. Now, obviously, you don't get that instant gratification of being able to start binge-watching right away. I imagine this is released at some point later. Mm -hmm. Uh, but it is definitely an option. But even if you look at it that way, let's say I even go with the, the 4k plan, uh, and I want to watch it on, uh, you know, get a Blu-ray collector's edition or something like that, which I'm seeing here is $60. I mean, at that point you're at at three, almost four months of, uh, of a Netflix subscription. So it makes it a little less tantalizing unless, you know, it is for you who waits and I'm sure those prices come down, you know, well enough over time. Right. Exactly. But I guess, you know, I guess this still kind of brings us back to the question is how much are you willing to pay per month to have access to all of this stuff? Like, yes, it's, it's great that it's commercial free, but we're almost getting to, if you have all of these add on all these subscriptions, we're almost getting back to where, you know, the, everybody had to have cable. Like if you wanted something, you had to have cable, you know, now we're, you know, now I've got an Apple music subscription. I've got an Amazon prime subscription. I got a Netflix subscription. If all those keep creeping up, you know, 
man, I don't want to be it. Like, that's the whole reason why we got Netflix is it, so we didn't have to have cable. So now is there um, a solution to do that? And maybe maybe we can, like you said, like maybe we can start going to Prime for our first our first choice in video content because we're already paying for the subscription. We love the two days, sometimes same day shipping in, in Phoenix. Um, you know, and that's amazing. And then we use the photo storage so they can scan all of our photos and sell us targeted ads. And we've got the Amazon products. So they're listening in all the time, but <laughs> we're paying, you know, we're paying for the subscription as well. Yeah, most definitely. We only save the the money when we buy uh, Amazon tablets and Alexa devices is where they pass on the savings, I guess. Oh, of course. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, that's I don't know. Where where do you stand on that? Do you feel like feel like you're getting the value of your Netflix subscription now, even though it's going to be increasing an extra two dollars and going to justify or it's going to be justified? Well, I'll tell you, it, for me, it's really situational, is definitely the best way I can put it. Uh, and by that, I mean, it just really depends on what original content I find is really appealing to me. So, you know, when, when I talk about something like Stranger Things or, uh, you know, the Maniac or the Haunting a Hill House or, uh, you know, and say Day House of Cards, stuff like that, you know, there's been that content that really hooks me. And when there's new seasons of it, I, you know what I mean? It, the value is very much so justified, but it's almost like I get my Netflix usage in like concentration. In spurts. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, oh, this new okay. thing's out. I'm interested in this or wow, this looks interesting to me. Wow. I'm hooked, you know, um, mm-hmm. uh, it, or even you look at something like Daredevil. You know what I mean? It's like, boy, the latest season came out. Uh, I was done. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't do anything, you know, recreationally until I finished, you know, season three to see what happened. Uh, mm-hmm. But that stuff fades away. And then subsequently my usage fades away. I will say using a service like Hulu, uh, which I'm also a subscriber to, is definitely more regular uh, and I mean, with their benefits, you know, you, they have that back catalog library of, uh, uh, you know, I mean, shows I revisit. So, I mean, watching something like uh, King of the Hill, but they also have a lot of uh, current shows. So, like, uh, I know we here, we watch a lot of like, you know, they have the newest episodes like Property Brothers or Shark Tank or, uh, you know, Kitchen Nightmares, stuff like that. So, it, you're getting a lot more of that more current content and you can watch it on demand. Sure, you have to go through commercials, but I've noticed really since I've gotten Hulu, uh, overall my Netflix usage has pretty much totally dropped unless I see something that totally appeals to me or something kind of based on nostalgia or the past that makes me want to go back to it. Uh, all of that being said, uh, for me, uh, Prime Video, which it's so funny, you know, it's included as part of, you know, this Prime subscription that we pay good money for, uh, just kind of goes off to the wayside way, way too often, you know, mm-hmm. and even just kind of talking in this episode, it really makes me feel like I should give it some more attention over that to, to really see if that Netflix subscription is justified. Yeah, and uh, I don't know, I mean, maybe... I don't. I don't know if there's a way to check your usage between all of your devices. I know Apple has the screen time on the uh, iOS devices, but it's hard to 
it doesn't incorporate Apple TV usage and uh, MacBook usage. So right. yeah, I'd, I'd be curious to see like maybe maybe even try to exclusively use those streaming services on your iPad just mm-hmm. to see your times. You know, just just to just to you know do some data tabulation and see what you are using the most, if that's possible. Oh, definitely. I, I mean, it's something I could see, or even if we could possibly airplay to see if that that kind of time recording would happen. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, but uh, with that being said, I it, my Netflix usage is definitely something very tangible that you know what I mean. I've seen it's decreased and. I just don't know how they push out that curated content more uh, than from what they're doing. Because I I think even now with our isolated conversation, I mean, Netflix is clearly still the the king of the hill (laughs) at this point when it comes to streaming services. So it's like uh, talking about it now, it's it's like it. I know we're a little bit different in the way we consume it and how we feel about it, but it's still largely popular. But it's how are they going to prepare uh, for when this just large diversity of stuff comes flooding out, which I, I really feel like is this year or early next year, where really, uh, kind of elaborating on what you said earlier, uh, I think we're going to have to make more serious choices about our, you know, what are we going to use for our streaming services? You know what right. I mean? Because we're not going to be able to kind of keep them all. There's, there's a few right now, you know, one of them is included with a very popular package being, you know, Amazon prime. A lot of people take advantage of that. Uh, Hulu, while I don't think it's as popular, um, since I've had it, uh, I honestly would be really, really bummed if you took it away from me. And really, uh, <laughs> the way it is right now, if you, uh, you know, twisted my arm, uh, and said, you know, I'm going to make you, make you uh, eat a sock uh, unless you get rid of one of your streaming services and you have to pick one right now. I mean, where it is for me uh, and with the downtime with Netflix, I mean, I would say, that, please take away Netflix. I I would much rather have Hulu. So, you know, mm. I I just feel like while that's my own personal preference, I can't imagine i'm alone in that where it's just you know what i mean netflix is just kind of hitting in waves and we are able to kind of get our our fixes elsewhere and i feel like they need to to provide that more one stop you know what i mean visiting place because i and i wish the statistic existed and i'm sure it quite possibly does behind closed doors how many netflix users have amazon prime or conversely how many amazon prime users have netflix to see like is there something to be worried about because soon you know disney content's going to be pulled uh mm-hmm. and, and all go to a dedicated you know disney service you know there is no more daredevil there is no more iron fist not that anyone cares sorry like <laughs> iron fist, but i shouldn't care for it you know you know that stuff is all going away and going to be individualized uh we don't know what apple has up their sleeve yet uh but when they figured out that their very close second revenue stream is services i'm feeling pretty good that in addition to original content they're going to want to juice up your apple music subscription a little bit at least after three months free (laughs) you know absolutely so there's uh you know coming soon it's a very big problem and and i hope i've articulated it well enough but it's just like i i don't know if the way netflix is just pumping out their original content really whether it's good or bad and just seeing what sticks if that's going to hold true for them 
going forward. I and at that point, it's just like I don't know at what point it's it they just shift that. Like, hey, this is your choice. It's uh, it's original content, right? Yeah, and it might be coming soon because, like we said, uh, come this fall, uh, Disney's going to come in with their you know all of their you know media, all of their content. So every Star Wars movie, every Disney film, every Pixar film, every anything that Marvel's touched, even the Netflix original stuff, like, you know, that's not going to be continued on. And, you know, Disney owns a lot more stuff than even just the Disney branded. I mean, ESPN, any sports content that could all be rolled in this Disney plus package, you know, yeah, maybe ABC. you see. Yeah, ABC. Like, that's a huge plethora of media where maybe even and i was thinking about this i mean maybe once that disney service comes out maybe we could get by on that disney service and amazon uh prime video and maybe like throw in hulu on there because like yeah our expenses might go up a little bit more but we're getting a diverse portfolio of stuff where um kind of like we said earlier in the episode like the netflix original content hasn't really been hitting it with me like i'm not i don't know it just hasn't been uh, just hit me as good as i think it should be or as much as i've expected to because i think when all the netflix original stuff started coming out it was really good you know daredevil came out um it uh, what was it what was that space one i forget but I, I know what you're talking about, but I can't think of the name either yeah, right now. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe maybe it's forgettable, but I, I thought it was good at the time. But like now, like like those are getting uh, far and fewer between of the originals that have really captivated me. Whereas, um, you know, our interests are more Disney related or Disney content or Disney owned material, mm-hmm. and maybe even Hulu with like current shows on the CW and Fox and stuff. But again, who knows how how long Hulu's going to be able to hold on to that content either when Fox comes out with their own, you know, Disney's coming out with their own, uh, NBC, like they're all, they all might be pulling their own content and go, hey, if you want to see our content, you have to come to us. It's not on any other platform. And that could be a strong reality in the next year or so. And then we basically just live in cable, but... Yeah, then, it, yeah, then it's form. basically... Yeah, then it's cable all over again. And maybe a solution, and I know this is, again, it's kind of like a cable thing, but there's an application. I don't know if you've heard of it or seen any like ads for it, but it's called VRV. Have you heard of that yet? No, I haven't. What is that? Uh, really what it is, I think, it, I think it's kind of neat. But I'm into anime and kind of nerdy stuff. But essentially it's one – you pay one subscription and you get access to – um, Crunchyroll, Funimation, uh, Rooster Teeth—you um, get you get access to all these different streaming services through just one subscription. So I'm wondering if stuff is going to come out, you know, maybe in the next year or so. Goes, hey, we're um, streaming company, and for twenty dollars a month, you get a Netflix subscription, you get a Hulu subscription, and you get a Disney Plus subscription. For twenty-five a month, you get those three plus. Um, NBC and then maybe like Showtime. So they add these packages in different streaming services into your uh, monthly bill, essentially. I'm actually just looking through uh, VRV right now. Uh, definitely worth checking out here, folks. I'm just at VRV.com. Uh, there is a ton of content, really, when it comes to animation. Some good stuff in here. Yeah, no, it, <laughs> it, it was great. Like, I think my brother had 
um, a subscription and I was kind of hijacking that, but there was definitely <laughs> a lot of stuff there. And I, uh, I think he's kind of lapsed on his subscription, but for the, for the time being, and it was, it was good. Just the only problem is, is like, it's kind of like a smaller company. So they don't have like, um, their web-based app isn't that great. I don't think they're on Apple TV yet. They might not even be on Roku. I think they're on PS4 because it's like, you know, people are people are probably people that are watching anime are probably also having a, have a game console, so that kind of makes sense. Um, so they've kind of tapped into that that correct market. But I'm I'm wondering if services like that. Um, there's another service called Sling. I think you've used that before, haven't you? Uh, I actually am a Sling user. So you're a sling current you're a current sling user. So I'm thinking it's going to be something kind of like that. Like it's just you're going to pay, and then you're going to see all of your different content, and maybe even you know it'll have like a separate window to where you can go. Oh, here's the Netflix side of stuff, or maybe Roku will come up with a solution. They already have a pretty good search feature to where if you search something, it'll pop up on all any platform, any streaming service that you have installed on the Roku. It'll It'll show you where it's coming up, and that's a really killer feature of Roku. And I think – does Apple TV do that yet? Uh, it does it through the TV app. Uh, it works with a few services. Uh, one of the things that's always really interesting to, to me is – so uh, the Apple TV has a feature where you can sign in kind of in your core settings who your subscriber is, and you sign into it one time so it always knows that, you know – so for instance, I pay for the Sling subscription, and so when I download something like the Fox Sports Go app to watch the Red Wings play – uh, it already knows, oh, hey, he uses Sling, Fox Sports is as part of his subscription, he is authorized to watch this content, and it's awesome when it works. Um, one of the things that's always interesting, you know, and where that integration has a long ways to go, let's say um, the Red Wings are playing tonight. The TV app will tell me what's up next, but every time I try to watch it, it recommends that I open the PlayStation View app to watch it. Now, here's the thing. I've never had PlayStation View, and not only that, it's not even installed on my Apple TV, so I don't know why it keeps recommending it. <laughs> kind yeah, of a tangent, weird. but it's just like, I I don't get where that disconnect is. But um, to jump back just a little bit, uh, I honestly think you, you know, showing me this website and, uh, what was it, the uh, VRV, and uh, kind of talking about Sling, I mean, that really is a very intriguing idea, and it makes me really wonder, because right now, Sling is just for live TV, though it gives you some opportunities. You can watch an episode from the beginning, you know, let's say uh, American Pickers was on at 8.15, I turned it on at, you know, uh, or I'm sorry, it was on at 8, I turned it on at 8.15, it'll let me go back to 8 o'clock to start the episode from the beginning, a few different, you know, kind of DVR cataloging things like that. But Definitely the bigger picture is, you know, live TV is really for me, other than live sporting events, you know what I mean? Not all that important. So, I mean, if you had, you know, a bundling service where it gave you, you know, Hulu, Disney Plus, and, you know, uh, live sporting events for, you know, X amount of teams, I feel like that's a very compelling package and bundling like that will have to happen. But the part that makes me so mad that kind of ties back into this conversation is it just makes it cable. It's just on demand cable. Mm -hmm. You know what yeah, I mean? Really? Yeah. Instead of this a la carte services that are so amazing. And so it's kind of like, 
at what point do we, you know, and, and I think it's the biggest question we've been, you know, beating around the bush at is just like, when, like, when are we just like enough? These are the services I have to select as my core services. Yeah. And I think it's going to be a tougher question as, you know, 20, 2019, you know, starts to come to a close. Cause I think there's going to be more and more of those services that we're just going to have to go. All right. I got to cancel this one to go with this one, or there's going to be um, maybe something called like subscription hopping where maybe in your case um, you subscribe to Netflix once a, once every three months you like binge on all of the content that like you, you know you were already invested in so a new season of house house of card comes up you know you just go to the store you you buy a gift card or just sign up for that month you watch that content and then you let your subscription lapse i wonder if that'll be more apparent or if like companies will try to stop that auto people jumping on and off just to watch certain stuff at certain times um, and they've already, we, you know, just in this last week, there was a company that could somehow figure out through AI that if you're uh, password sharing, just based on your usage, your location and all this stuff. So will that take off? Will password sharing kind of go away or is everybody going to be forced to have their own subscription or are your subscriptions going to be only be able to stream at your address? You know, that's, that's something that they could easily implement. Well, I think the uh, philosophy term for that is, is begging the question. And we're <laughs> certainly doing that <laughs> with all of these. Um, oh, you're, a lot you're, of questions. There, there are. And, and it's so crazy, you know, because something like, you know, Netflix, you know, since, you know, we've left, you know, Blockbuster way in the dust. I mean, it's become kind of that, it's that service. It's the, um, uh, dare I say the, the OG, the, how Blackberry, you know, or Palm were the, you know, oh, original, yeah, yeah. you know, uh, smartphones and they were ubiquitous with that name. And now I imagine if I went to my 18 year old brother and said, Hey, uh, what do you think of Palm? They'd be like, what, what is that? I've never heard of that my whole life. I might as well ask them, you know, if they have uh, a VCR, you know, copy right. of Lion King or something, you know, right, right. it's, um, so, you know, we really are in this world where I, I don't think we can imagine uh, anything else but Netflix, but kind of like we talked about at the beginning of this episode, uh, the market is just about to be flooded. And I don't know, you know, we're, we're speculating, you know, I mean, on how some of these, these staples are preparing for that. And we like to think they are, but we really don't know what they're doing much more than hoping we stick around for the original content. Right. And, but I don't, honestly, I don't think Netflix is uh, strapped for cash. I mean, if you even think about it, if their average Netflix fee is $10 a month and they've got a hundred million subscribers, that's a lot of cash that they're, you know, pulling in every single month, you know? just from the United States alone, let alone in other countries where maybe they haven't even entered in yet. Cause I don't think they're, I think they're only in 50 some countries there. I mean, they're not everywhere, you know, so there's just more potential revenue streams out there and maybe more local curated content. I mean, I don't, I, I mean, they're not in China, but in five years when China opens up their regulations, I mean, that's a billion 1.3 billion people that might 
want a Netflix subscription or whatever is the equivalent there, you know, and maybe that'll make its way to the States, you know, who knows? Yeah. You never know. I mean, expanding is definitely where it's at. And, uh, uh, it's something I, I hate to be jumping back and forth from you, but you just like when you went on your tangent, you made like 9000 good points. And I really don't <laughs> want to leave them untouched. OK, OK. <laughs> uh, but but speaking on the the whole uh, that private company, uh, which is making a pitch where they're you know, they've developed a tool where, hey, we can analyze uh, the login data and usage data of people using your app to see how often they're being used at the same time, who's sharing passwords, how frequently the locations change, and you can make a decision based upon that information. Hey, you're only supposed to be a single user account. you know. And, mm-hmm. and I even think as we get ready to enter this streaming wars, which I, I just think is kind of the next big thing upon us, is... Uh, Really, I, I think companies, there will be companies who are like, you know, yeah, we're going to crack down on that because we want every subscription we can we can nickel and dime. But I also think there's a tremendous amount of value uh, in marketing campaigns where, hey, you're buying our subscription, but we're probably not going to check it that much. You know, right, um, right. One of the things I thought was really interesting, just how some of these companies are even starting to crack down. And I mean, I have to mention Apple at least a little bit more, uh, you know, for my imaginary uh, getting paid by Apple. But um, actually, no, I'm I'm throwing a little shade on them. I thought it was really interesting that with your Apple Music subscription, not that this happens a whole lot, uh, but uh, with the Apple Music subscription, your HomePod now counts as an active device where it didn't oh. before. So to give you an example, if someone is at home listening to the HomePod on my single user subscription account, you know, because they're using Spotify or a different service, and I start to listen to Apple Music on my phone, uh, the HomePod will now stop. And to me, it's just kind of like, man, what a what a cheap shot. And I and I know that deviates from from video to a degree, but it, I think it really applies into this conversation. I mean, where are we going to draw the line where it's like, well, you know, I mean, sometimes you're going to sh- share a password, you're going to use a subscription, you know, it's uh, you have so many. It's like, so do you really want to take advantage of that where you have a bounty hunting company who is going to find all the people who aren't playing exactly by the rules and you're going to shut them down? Is that going to keep people in your services, you know, uh, or are you going to continue to be lax on that? Because really, and, and honestly, like a, a company like Apple, who is obviously very stringent on it be, because they can be, uh, I obviously see Disney, who has more content than you can shake a stick at. I could see them being that way. But when you go somewhere with Netflix, which is, I, I mean, a very well-developed, well, well-respected company, but for a company who's about to lose a good chunk of their additional non-original content, I I just can't see them wanting to take advantage of that. I don't think that's, uh, as they would say, the move, <laughs> you know, uh, when all of these changes are about to come about. Right. It kind of makes sense. They want to re- at, least, at least retain as many customers as they can, albeit their you know, password sharing or not, because, you know, if they correct down on that, that, you know, both parties, both families, you know, whoever's using it might just go, well, I guess we're both not having Netflix now. And then they lose, you know, they lose one, you know, one paying customer technically, but then they also leave a bad taste in the mouths of both parties that are password sharing. Yeah, definitely. And and I, I guess, you know, 
really the the best way to summarize is uh, time truly will tell, uh, you know, what we're going to get from this. But I I feel like these companies got to think about it now, um, you know, unless uh, really something like and I guess that's just the thing. Like it's these companies are so ubiquitous to us right now, and we can't ever imagine how any of them could ever disappear or not be there or have some kind of presence. But you know, you, you even think about the past of uh, you know BlackBerry or MySpace or what have you. You know, what goes up can certainly come down. Uh, right. And I'm really interested to see uh, how some of these, uh, you know, just the. Uh, giants in the streaming arena right now are going to be ready to handle this because it's coming and it's coming up quick where we're going to have to make some big streaming decisions yeah and hopefully we'll have a better idea of what those decisions will entail you know everything's kind of you know in the air right now like you know most people might not even know that a bunch of content's going to be pulled from netflix by the end of the year and they may go oh where'd all my stuff go? You know? And then they just like, well, guess I don't need my Netflix subscription. And then they, you know, Disney's going to have to do some hard marketing to make sure that they, you know, can capture those lost customers too. You know, they might not even know that service is going to exist or will exist. You're, you're absolutely right, man. And so, uh, I, I think I'm going to have to say, unless you have anything more to say that this has been the, greatest speculation of streaming services I'd uh, ever done. I I think we've really, really covered the bases here, man. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and and I guess this could technically be an update to our to stream or not to stream episode that we had almost a year ago now. Man, and things have changed so much since then. Yeah, so if you're curious and see what's what's changed from then to now, go ahead and check that one out, and we'd uh, yeah, we'd appreciate it. Well, we certainly would appreciate it, man. So, uh well, I guess that's it. That's uh, our speculations on streaming, huh? Yeah, I think that'll do it. <laughs> well, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, if you've made it this far, oh, we can't thank you enough for listening. Uh, if you like what you heard. Uh, definitely feel free to uh, drop us a line, a comment, uh, to post, a review, anywhere. which, by the way, uh, we have to uh, say a thank you, don't we, Dakota? Oh, yeah, we do. Uh, we got a, our first five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and we wanted to, we wanted to thank our, our reviewer. Yeah, absolutely, and that was uh, a former uh, colleague of mine, uh, well, I don't know how you put it, but Eric, uh, thank you so much for that. We really appreciate the comment. And I uh, hope you keep listening and enjoying what you hear and uh, spread the good word of Down to Nerd and uh, let us know what you think. Sounds great, man. I think that's uh, I think it's our cue to throw that sideman strut on there. Oh, you know I already put it on. <laughs> great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. You know you can pretty much find us anywhere. Even if you're a first-time listener, just search us. You'll find us, but... Uh, really, we can't thank you enough for listening, and we just really want to know what your speculations are on streaming and, and what you might think about it. But thank you so much for listening to Down, Down to Nerd. Here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast 
craveably sweet mustard sauce and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations. Limited time only. Plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain. And it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.